Welcome to episode 36 of the series Classic Take, where we will take a classic topic of Mashiach and delve into it a little bit further. The question of today is how will we survive forever without eating and drinking? She is dedicated to Nishmas Yeshua Sromchol and Zev Aryeh. One of the predictions that our sages tell us about the ultimate future is the Gemara Mbrachas Tafyud Zayin Amad Aleph tells us that Olam Haba in the world to come, there won't be any eating or drinking, there won't be any uh, business dealings, any other physical functions such as having children. Rather, what state will the Jewish people be in? It says, Sadikim Yoishim, Sadikim will sit, and their crowns are on their head, and they will benefit, they will drive pleasure from the rays of the Divine Presence. And the Gemara brings the Pasuk, which it says regarding Matan Torah, it says that the Jewish people saw Hashem, they saw Hashem and they ate and drank, which means that the sight of Hashem, the vision of the Divine Radiance, the Divine Presence, sustained them, satiated them as if they ate and they drank. Now, the uh, this Maimar Hazal, this teaching of our sages, is the subject of a major famous debate between the Rambam and uh, the Ramban, Rambam the Maimonides, and the Ramban, Rabbeinu Moshe ben Maimur, and the Ramban, Rabbeinu Moshe ben Nachman, the Nachmanides, as he's known as, which uh, many others had followed the opinion of the Ramban, which is, what is this teaching of our sages referring to? What are we referring to here when we're talking about the world to come? The Rambam understands the teaching of our sages to be referring to the afterlife. And the Rambam holds that the one, the Gemara says that there will not be eating or drinking or other bodily functions, but the Gemara is the teaching of, is actually trying to tell us, what Rav is trying to tell us, is that there in the world to come there will be no physical body. The world to come is not for bodies, it's for souls only. So the um, way that Ramam understands this teaching of our sages is that the ultimate delight of the soul, which is in the world to come, where it's able to derive pleasure from the radiance of the Shkina, will take place at a state when the soul is completely removed from the body, in the state of the world to come, in the state of the afterlife, I mean, after the person's soul leaves his body, at that point it will be able to derive benefit from the rays of the Divine Presence. The Rambam, it's very important to just understand the Rambam's sheet of Rambam's philosophy. Rambam himself had to write a whole letter defending himself. People shouldn't think that he was denying the concept of Chiyas Mason, resurrection of the dead. Rambam, as all other religious Jews, believes in the concept of the resurrection of the dead. He listed the belief in the resurrection of the dead as the 13th of his famous 13 principles of faith. But nevertheless, the Rambam's view regarding the Tchiyas HaMesim, resurrection of the dead, is that eventually there will be Tchiyas HaMesim, there will be the resurrection of the dead. People will live very long lives, and but the bodily functions will work as normal. People will eat and they'll have children. And the Rambam's argument is the whole purpose of a body. If you look at the body, they're not, you know, if you, if you, you know, if you look at the body's different functions, it's some limbs are for eating and drinking, and some limbs are 
in other words, the stomach for digesting food. Then there's the limbs that are involved in reproduction, having children, and all the other limbs are all there for a certain specific reason. So basically, the Rambam understands that when there will be the resurrection of the dead, so it will be the same body, it will be a human body, the body will function as it functioned in the person's previous lifetime. However, the Rambam holds that the ultimate Oilam Abba, the ultimate reward for the soul cannot be fulfilled during the time of Tchiyas HaMesim. After the resurrection of the dead, the soul cannot, will not stay in the body forever. Even those that get up after Tchiyas HaMesim will eventually, after a long life and a pleasant life and a beautiful life, they'll eventually pass away, which in passing away won't necessarily be considered a negative thing in that context. They'll just move on to a higher world They'll finally go to the world to come where there they will be able to fully enjoy the closeness and the radiance of the divine presence. I mean, there's a lot of debate about, according to the Raman, what is the purpose of resurrection of the dead if it's only temporary status? The soul will once again be removed from the body. Um, this is a discussion for another time, but just briefly, I mean, the, the, the standard mainstream answer, explanation of the Raman's viewpoint is that the ability to achieve a portion of the world to come depends on the person's ability to perform Torah mitzvahs. During the time of exile, many people were not able to fulfill Torah mitzvahs despite their intentions and their great desire to be able to do so, but due to the limitations of not having a Beis HaMikdash, not being able to live in Eretz Yisrael, and being persecuted from the nations of the world, they weren't able to fulfill Torah mitzvahs in its fullest sense, and therefore they will be resurrected in the days of Mashiach to be able to fulfill Torah Mitzvah in the best way possible, and thereby they will merit a higher level of Olam In other words, even though these souls already passed away years, hundreds, thousands of years ago, and they uh, already are in the world to come, nevertheless, the world to come, the, 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 what a person is able to gain, the, the reward that he gains in the world to come is all based in the mitzvahs he did in this world. So therefore, since what, as despite the person's best interest, being able to serve Hashem in his previous lifetime, he was not able to do so in the complete way because he was not living in the conditions that will be available in the days of Mashiach. Therefore, he will be resurrected. And the same thing according to the Rambam applies even to those souls that lived during the first nevertheless, when Mashiach comes, the abilities, the knowledge of Hashem that will be available at that time will be a, of a completely new caliber, something which is completely unprecedented in the past, and therefore these souls will return to the body in order to receive that proper shleimus, that proper adv- that advancement and knowledge of Hashem that will become available at that time, and actions, mitzvahs maisiyahs, physical mitzvahs that they'll be able to do at that point, but according to the Ram, this is all a means to an end, which is after the person passes away, where then he's able to enjoy the uh, radiance of the Shekhinah, the closeness of the divine, which spiritually benefits him and satiates him. The Ram's opinion, there's many, many points over here. There's a number of arguments that Ram points out, but I just want to um, focus on the Ramban, because that's really what, uh, what, what we want to get at at this particular shear. So according to the Rambam, there's no question how the soul, how we will last forever without eating and drinking. Because according to the, Ram, the Rambam, that we, we will always eat and drink. The bodies will always need to eat and drink and they won't even live forever with their eating and drinking. Because according to the Rambam, ultimately the soul has to leave the body where we'll go back 
to Ganeid into the afterlife and uh, enjoy the world to come in the afterlife. Now, the Ramban, Nachmanides, Rabbeinu Moshe ben Nachman, not to be confused with the Rambam, Rabbeinu Moshe ben Maimon, but the Ramban disagrees very strongly with the Rambam. He respects the Rambam tremendously. He quotes his opinion and discusses it and so on. But in the Sefer Shar HaGmul, he and many others follow the Ramban, the Ramban's viewpoint. The Ramban argues and says that no, he says that the world to come, which Rav is referring to when he says in the world to come there's no eating and drinking and so on and so forth, is referring to the state of Tchiyas HaMesim, after Tchiyas HaMesim, after the resurrection of the dead, the soul will enter a phase called the world to come, and there will be a soul within a body, and at that point, the body, despite the fact that there'll be a physical body, but the functions of eating and drinking and reproduction and the other things that we're used to today's day and age won't exist. And Ramban's argument really is that Rambam understands that the teaching of Rav must be saying that there's no body. When you say there's no eating, there's no drinking, there's no other physical functions, obviously it means that there's no body. The Ramban says the contrary, it's just, just the opposite. He says, if the whole point of Rav is that there's no body, you should just say simply, there's no body. Why does he have to detail there's no eating, there's no drinking, no reproduction, and so on and so forth? So he understands that to mean that despite the fact that there will be a body, nevertheless, the Chiddush, the novel teaching of Rav, is that despite the fact that there will be a body, but the bodily functions that we're used to in today's day and age will not be, will, 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 won't, won't, won't happen at that point will not be active at that point. So the uh, so there's basically this they both be the, the Rambam and the Ramban are both basing themselves on the same teaching of our sages. I mean there's many other teachings of the sages that uh, the Ramban brings to support this viewpoint and the Rambam obviously stands indifferently. But either way it's they're both bringing the same source but they have two opposite ways of understanding the exact same words. Now the question is I mean there's not multiple questions over here but the question is according to the I mean, what the question that we're going to focus on primarily now is that how will the body survive without eating and drinking? So the Ramban discusses this at length, and the Ramban mentions that this is not a new phenomenon. It's not something which never happened before. We find historically, in stories that are mentioned in the Tanakh, we find Moshe Rabbeinu was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't eat and drink. He was up on the mountain three times. It was a total of 120 days and 40 days in storms where he did not eat and drink. And uh, he, what was he satiated? How, how did he live during that time? So our sages tell us that he survived with the radiance of the Divine Presence, with the Ziva Shechina. Truth is, there are multiple uh, in- interpretations, explanations of our sages. Rebbe has a sikh, and the sikh is chelik lamet vav. I think the Rebbe speaks very interesting sikh multiple interpretations of how exactly Moshe Rabbeinu uh, survived during that time. What it, uh, was it that uh, it was a miracle that he, he didn't have to eat and drink? Was his nature changed and like to become like that of an angel? Various different viewpoints, how to understand that itself. But either way, that it, well, the way that Amban explains it is that Moshe Rabbeinu was satiated at that time through the Divine Presence. And he explains that basically that the more refined a person is, the more his he's able to derive sustenance from more spiritual, from more refined 
things. So you have, uh, for example, he says the mon. The mon is spoken about Muhammad at length. The mon was considered to be more of a spiritual food than a physical food. I mean, it had very supernatural characteristics. So such a person, there was no waste. The person didn't have to go to the bathroom after eating the mon. The person was able to taste whatever he wanted in the mon. It, uh, it, uh, whatever he thought he wanted it to taste like. This type of food, that type of food, it automatically tasted that way. So the mon, the way it's explained, the way the Ramban explains it, and it's explained on Midrashim, the way it's explained that many Svarim, is that the mon was inherently a spiritual food, it was divine light, which became manifest in a physical form, and in, in, you know, in, in a physical appearance, in a physical food that you're able to digest and cook if you wanted to. And uh, but inherently was a spiritual thing. So the Ramban says that since the Jewish people, you know, they merited by Kriyas Yamsuf, they all merited the great godly revelation, and then by Sinai. So they were elevated to a state that they were able to be sustained by more spiritual type of a food. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, he was elevated to even a higher state. So he was able to be sustained on the uh, just in the divine radiance alone. He didn't, he had, for those 40 days and nights, he was on such a refined, his body became so refined that it was able to derive sustenance directly from the rays of the divine presence itself. And he adds a little bit of explanation. You know, he, he says to a certain degree, to rephrase his words, that obviously, you know, we, would, we have to, some of it is going to have to regulate to the realm of faith, but even intellectually we could see how the life of the soul, the soul's pleasure, what the soul gets its sustenance, it affects the body as well. And he explains, we see that the you know, person hears good news or he's doing something which he really enjoys, so there's a certain glow, there's a certain radiance on his face, you know, there's, uh, you can see that he's happy, that you can see that you can look at it in his face, it affects his face, it affects his health. He doesn't mention it explicitly, but there's a famous story in the Gemara of Aspasianus Caesar, the emperor of Rome, that he heard that he became emperor and his feet expanded. He wasn't, he had one shoe on and one shoe off, and he wasn't able to put on the other shoe, he wasn't able to take off the first shoe. And Abir Zaka explained to him that the good no- news says that Shmuotoeva, good news, Sadashin Etzemit fattens the bone. So he physically, the good news made him fat. You know, we find in Chsidus uh, brings down that Abnachum Shinobel Lahavdal was fat from saying, I mean, By him, I mean, he, which the previous story I mentioned about the non Jew, Emperor of Rome, was a, wasn't the most righteous person. There's a nature that Abish put, that even that hearing good news, you know, makes a person more healthy. And here, he, he, uh, the pleasure of saying, physically added fat. So enjoyment adds fat and health to a person's body. And there's the idea that the Chachmas Odom Torah similarly says that the, radi- that the wisdom of man lights up his face, certain radiance it brings from different sages that they, that they reach the state that when they would teach Torah, their face would shine. They like turned into another person. They they was able to was spiritual light coming out of their face. Whatever exactly that means. We find by Moshe Rabbeinu, we got Kiron Oyer Panam, his face lit up from the divine light. And there's other sages, it says, you know, for example, the face of Moshe was like the face of the sun, and Yeshua, his face was, was like the moon. 
But he says we find even now, to a certain extent, we can vividly see that the, when the soul is happy because of things that are important to the soul, because it's getting its nourishment, so to say, its desire, it's able to affect the body, it's able to sustain the body itself. And similarly, he says that there is, when Mashiach will come, he says we will reach the point where the soul, the body, will become be a proper vessel, be sustained by the same thing that sustains the soul. The soul will, so to say, at that point, be able to overcome the negative aspects of the body, be able to transform the body, the body's whole purpose and the body's whole state is one where it's a complete conduit for the soul. So therefore, whatever this, when the soul is going to then experience revelation of the Shekhinah, that experience, that delight, will automatically also help the body live. So this is, uh, so basically the point is, he says we could, again, it's not something which we could fully explain in rational terms today, but we definitely see this concept that when someone is has spiritual sustenance, which is very powerful and strong, and the truth is essentially all physical sustenance is rooted in the spiritual source, just that became manifested in a very, sometimes in a very coarse, or at least in a very physical form, so when a person's body reaches the level where the soul, so to say, takes over, shines through the body, so the nourishment of the soul becomes the nourishment of the body as well. That's basically what the Ramban basically explains. Um, I mean, there's a, that's what the Ramban says. In addition, he also mentions another example, which is the example of Elio Anovi. He says, we believe that Elio Anovi went up to heaven alive. And he, so to say, uh, you know, for since he remains alive since then without eating and drinking, so we see that there are people, there's also Chanoich, brought down a number of Medrashim, uh, the father of Mr. Shalach, that he became and turned into an angel, angel Matat. So we find this concept that there is an idea that a person could become so refined that uh, he doesn't have to eat or drink. His, his nourishment becomes the same nourishment that angels, that the souls, that spiritual entities get, which is a direct nourishment directly from the divine. It's the rays of the divine Shechina, the closeness to Hashem, which, which is what sustains them. This is basically the point of the Ramban. Now, it's an interesting thing the Semach Tzedek highlights, not in, in the words of the Ramban, there's actually a Rashba on uh, Baba Basra, the Fayin Daladam, the Beis, I believe, and, uh, it's brought down in, in Yaakov, there's a section called, uh, so, so it's brought down over there, in Yaakov, Baba Basra. The Rashba also quotes this idea, and he actually makes a differentiation. He says it could either be that in the future the souls will resemble Moshe, or they will, they will resemble Elio Hanavi. And very brief, without getting lost into many specific, specific details over here, there's a fundamental difference between Moshe and Elio. Elio Hanavi, he became transformed into an angel, according to many interpretations, which means that his physical body stopped being physical. I mean, it, it still appears in this world, it's still to, to some extent he has the ability to be malbish himself and clothe himself in a physical form. But essentially, according to a number of interpretations, it became like an angel. So the questions are in the future, are all human beings, are all the tzaddikim, all those that are going to be resurrected, they're going to turn into angels like a Leonovi. So some mekubalim, some rishonim, this is what they believed. And you have the famously derived on the Ramam, Nuchashuva Perich HaSalacha Beis, mentioned such a concept that perhaps 
people that stand up at Chiyas HaMesim will become like angels. There are a number of other Mekubalim that uh, said the same way, in the back of Shulchan Shal Arba, and other sources that learned toward, that leaned towards this way of learning that in the future human beings will become like angels. However, the, uh, the Sama Sadiq points out that Chassidus, the viewpoint of Chassidus is not like that. According to Chassidus, when Mashiach comes and the resurrection of the dead takes place, the dead are not turning into angels. The point of Tchiyas HaMesim is to be that in this physical world they should exist, not that they should go up to heaven like Eliyahu Hanavi. And therefore, the Tzamech Tzedek explains that in the future, those that will be resurrected will resemble Moshe Rabbeinu by Har Sinai, who was able to be sustained by the Shekhinah without eating and drinking. Uh, the approach of Chassidus over here, to mention very briefly, is that in the, that when Mish, in Baitchiyas Hamesim, the revelation of Sevev Kalam, the revelation of the level of Hashem's light, where physical and the spiritual are exactly the same, the soul and the body are the same. And such a great revelation, so there's no differentiation between the soul and the body. Even the body is able to live through this revelation. Nowadays, the revelation comes through Mamali Kalam, this level of godly light, which gets more and more concealed. The soul is much greater than the body, and therefore the soul gets a higher level, the body has to get a lower level of nourishment, a physical level of nourishment. When Mashiach comes, will be the revelation of Sevev Kalam, and the transcending light of Debeshah, which transcends all levels equally. So Gash, there's no difference, the soul, the body, they could all be nourished the same way by Hashem's light. More particularly, Chassidus really says that the nourishment of the soul, and then, this is really concept needs to be elaborated upon and separately, but just to conclude with this idea that then in the future, the soul will be nourished from the body, specifically the body that is related to this level of Sevuklam. The body shares a deeper connection with godliness. The higher level of the body is rooted in the higher level of godliness than the soul, because the body is rooted in Atmos, the essence of Hashem, to create something physical, is even deeper than the creation of soul, so to say. And therefore, it's specifically the, the body has that, a higher connection with the Epishter. It's just that in today's day and age, the soul is too coarse to be able to experience its true source. And so now the soul needs, now the body needs to eat physical food and it needs the nourishment of the soul. In the future, the bodies will be refined, particularly by Tchiyas HaMesim. The bodies will stand up through the light of Hashem, will be completely refined, they'll be able to experience their true inner source. And then the soul will be nourished from the body. The body won't need to eat and drink. The body will be able to be nourished because it will be revealed what it is. It, is, it, is, it itself, and its truth is a very high level of godliness. And the soul will then receive that higher level of godliness through the body itself. It's much more to be spoken about. This is just in a nutshell as we're coming close to Yom Kippur. So know that Yom Kippur also is a time which brought down a number of svarim. Chassidus elaborates upon as a time that it will be similar to the world to come when there's no eating and drinking. So on the day of Yom Kippur as well, the, we reach a certain state of spiritual attachment, connection, when the soul, so to say, and the, the body gets nourishment from spirituality, just like the soul. And this is a mayain, somewhat of the will be in the future when there won't be any eating and drinking because the bodies and the soul both be connected to Hashem directly and they'll be nourished in that way. Hashem should help, we should merit to see the coming of Mashiach and Chiyas HaMesim take it from Yad Mamash. Classic Take is produced by Tudal's Podcast Productions, producers of The Daily Boost, The Weekly Fabrengen, Power Fabrengen, and Mashiach Mindset Audio, available on all podcast platforms.